1: This is an е- special report. Now reporting.
2: Baby bottle pop. ENN's at six.
1: When the clock struck six, it meant one thing.
2: Baby bottle pop.
1: Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Anthony.
2: Anthony. Let's go to Anthony. Anthony. Oh, no. No. Anthony. All right, all right, all right. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Hi, everybody.
1: I like the open, by the way.
2: Well, thank you to R.J. Santillo for putting that together. It was completely oh, it was an R.J. vehicle. Oh, of course. You know R.J. does a great job. Um, so R.J.
1: could do that, but I texted R.J. earlier today for, for to get an answer to a question, which I thought if there was anybody capable of finding out the answer, it would be him. Okay. Given the fact he's a Buffalo Sabres fan, mm-hmm. I wanted to know why the Devils are playing the Sabres tonight in Buffalo, which is his neck of the woods, Sure. at 8 o'clock. Like, they, Buffalo doesn't play 8 o'clock games. Why is that 8 o'clock and he had no answer for me? No answer. None.
2: Well, you know, he didn't do this today. He did the he, he did this production a while ago, and I think he's up he's up uh, up north spending time with his family. So I hope he's enjoying that. But this is, of course, ENN.
1: Yes. Ray Rowe. Ray
2: Rowe only. And we start ENN like we always do by saying good evening to Dan. A Thanksgiving schism. What was that in reference to, by the way?
1: <sighs> was that Michael when we were talking the other day during the crosstalk and he had something come up? Like, a, like he wasn't, like there was like a conflict. Amazing, I, I amazing
2: sens- that it happened on my show and I'm asking, hey. And you
1: forgot. You probably you weren't <sighs> paying attention. You wow. were sidetracked, I doing mean, a million really. things.
2: No. Yeah, Not paying attention is things. probably right, but I don't know if it was. I think that's what it was. It was
1: a Thanksgiving schism, yeah.
2: Well, it was a Thanksgiving schism. Hopefully no schisms in the K household, the Greca household, Rosenberg household, anybody's household. And let's no. say good evening to one of the greatest relationships on the station, Don and Dan. Biodome. Biodome. Oh, Remember that? Saying biodome at the same time? Great minds think alike. Uh, Oh. Here comes the bad movies. That's great. By the way, I have breaking news. Uh Uh-oh. First of all, Julian Kushnick, who's with us today, said that he received an email from Ray about 15 minutes ago. So unless he was talking from the great beyond, he was okay. He's alive. And- Thank goodness. So, like any good producer, I texted Ray and said, very simply, were you hit by the cab in the picture you took? (laughs) And he said I was on the sidewalk and I responded and, <laughs> and Because everybody right. knows in New York New York that you can't take taxis with a grain of salt. You have to be very careful with the taxi. But Gray laughed. He's fine. Yeah, well
1: thank God, because as you said, you know, as most people know, taxis don't necessarily stay within the boundaries of the street.
2: No, I like, Gray but- said that like, well clearly I was on the sidewalk. I'm like, okay, and right. Have you ever seen a taxi drive on the sidewalk in the city before? I have.
1: Quite frequently, as a matter of fact. So I'm just glad that we've established communication that Ray is okay. Because that, that picture left a lot to scratch your head. Over.
2: A lot to be uh, a lot of questions. The company got a hold of it, the DNR company, and they're they're having fun with it now. Um, speaking of that game, by the way, you can hear it right here, 987 ESP right Rowe. after us. I believe Pat's probably on the pregame, Dan. Unless are you doing the pregame? I can't imagine.
1: Uh no, not that that, that is not me. All tonight right, so is yeah. that'll be leftovers tonight. So you
2: got Pat O'Keefe on the pregame. Knicks Blazers uh pregame coverage at seven. Uh we actually have some injury updates as well uh, for the Knicks, and it's brought to you by Sore Right. Why do I say that? Well, Mitchell Robinson is available tonight with a sore right knee. Out Derek Rose sore right toe, out Cam Reddish. Sore right groin, so a lot of sore rights tonight for the Knicks.
1: Now I'm not a you know medical expert in any way. I don't sure. have my training in physical therapy or anything like that. But if I were someone with the Knicks, to where I could impart my expert advice to them to maybe cut down on some of these injuries, you know what I'm saying to them, Anthony? What would that I'd be? I'd say start going more to the left.
2: Ah, so balance out that? a little bit more.
1: Balance it out. If I, like I, I maybe get in Tibbs' ear and say, "Hey, Tibbs." whatever plays you're drawing up here maybe you know have them go more to the left because we're seeing a lot of our players come down with right injuries i like it i like How about it about that it's like it's like when you know remember in rocky 2 when Mickey told Rocky to stop, to switch from Southpaw, to have him not fight left-handed against Apollo Creed, to fight righty. This is like the inverse of that. Stop going right, we're going to have you go left.
2: I think that makes sense. I think any yeah. medical expert would call in and agree that everything we're saying here makes complete I, I, I don't
1: sense. see how it doesn't. And this is like free of charge on a holiday, for crying out loud.
2: Exactly. Now, Dan, you know, in this business, the one thing that we all are are creatures of habit. Not only us, but the listeners. So every Friday, you know you listen to the Michael K show. Sure, 5:45 is usually reserved for the TMKS Pro picks. Mm-hmm. But as is Thanksgiving tradition, which I can't imagine how anybody has not figured this out yet, we do the picks on Wednesday. Why? There's three Thanksgiving games that you could pick from, and the guys usually most likely are off. So we got the picks in on Wednesday. Dan, how have you been doing in your picks? I know you usually use the Cover 5 app. How have you been doing this year?
1: Well, oh, I did good. Al- I'm doing okay. I think I'm doing okay. okay. All yeah. right. Okay.
2: Well, that's good. So, of course, we keep track. Jar from Oz does a great job over in Australia recovering from hip surgery, doing our our graphics. So, let's take a look at that graphic, shall we? Mm-hmm. Uh, Taking a look at the pro picks, which are usually at 545 on Fridays. So, I want to make sure that everybody knows what's been happening. Uh, Don and Peter wanted to have either a good or bad weekend. They got everything out of the way yesterday. All the games. They picked every game. Peter had the Vikings minus two and a half. So did Don. Both of them had the Cowboys. So that was a loss. Peter had the Lions plus nine and a half. And Don had the Bills. So Peter goes two and one on the week, gets four points because his three point pick was the Vikings. His one point pick was the Lions. He's now 21 14 and one on the season, 44 and a half points. Don goes one and two. His two-point pick was the Vikings, so now he has 34 points. He's 16, 18, and two on the season. And now there's Michael, who lost with Cowboys pick, lost Mm -hmm. his three-point pick, which was the Patriots last night. He was against Don and Peter. He's trying to make up ground on Peter because Peter's now running away with this thing. Yeah, and you've got he's got a one-point pick of the Seahawks minus three and a half this weekend. So 0 and two already for Michael. He's 17, 16, and two. With 35 points. So now Peter has a 44.5 to 35 lead on Michael, and Michael has a one-point lead on Don.
1: Now, let, let me ask you this, though, because like Don and Peter made all three of their picks the Thanksgiving game. Sure did. Michael made two of his three picks the Thanksgiving yes. game. Was there like any sort of urging... To go heavy on the Thanksgiving, because there are other games, you know, on Sunday. And Don Monday.
2: said you're gutless if you don't take all the Thanksgiving games. Why? I, was I, I disagree I
1: with that. I disagree with that because that's like saying you have to take the Thursday night game each week, which you don't.
2: Which we, which by the way, this this show has done every week so far. Really? At least one person, not everybody, but one person at least has taken. And hey, shout out to Aaron Boone with another win. Vikings minus two and a half last night.
1: I had the Vikings last night. That was the only one of my cover five picks this week, which I went on
2: Thanksgiving and I
1: nailed the Vikings.
2: So he's eight and four. I think I had the. I, had, I think I had the Vikings for cover five as well. So there we go for that. So that is your TMKS Pro Picks recap because I'm sure everybody was very excited about that. Now we have a lot of pressing matters to get to, Dan. We've talked about it a little bit, but we have to do it again. Oh, can you believe this? Go, go! The is coming. World Cup watch. I won't try eggs. I'm going to try soccer. If you're
1: the <laughs> USA soccer,
2: then you're a moron. As you can see, Don, very excited about the World Cup. Very, very excited about the World Cup. Uh, oh the greatest tie in American history. Right. That's what some are calling it, some being us. USA, England play to a nil-nil draw. USA actually... Undefeated against England in World Cups. They're 1 0 and 2. So they've got a win now. They have two ties. And now the situation is, Dan, because Iran beat Wales 2 0 in the wee hours of the morning when we were both sleeping.
1: I was fast asleep. Oh,
2: fast asleep. When I when I when I opened up the app today and I saw 2 0, I'm like, all right, well, Wales took care of business. No. Iran two mm-hmm. nothing. A win for the United States on Tuesday. Against Iran, and they are into the round of 16 in the World Cup. And I don't think anybody saw that coming, especially after the heartbreaking, uh, we'll call it a heartbreaking tie, against Wales. Because they had that game pretty much locked up, if not for a bad penalty and the Gareth Bale penalty kick. So that goes to 1-1. That's a tie now. Iran's big upset of Wales. They'd be sitting pretty if they had won that game against Wales.
1: I mean, you can put your feet up here for the rest of the World Cup. You, can, you know, one thing, though, if I could go back to the beginning of this. Please do. We We tied England in the 2010 World Cup 1-1. So how come this tie is considered more special than the tie in 2010? Well, here's why. Yeah. I
2: forgot we tied them in 2010. Yeah. So... And of course, as we know in this in this microwave society, this is the greatest tie ever. To oh, because it, it, it just the, happened. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It just happened. But and and you know what, Dan? Some some could say almost like the Giants and the Cowboys yesterday. It, it it's a game that the United States probably could have won. Um, kind of like you said, after the first half of the USA England game, first half of the Giant game, you felt pretty good as US or Giant fans, and you actually feel like you you lost an opportunity here to put this game away if you were the United States because they had much better opportunities than England throughout the whole game, really. There's a couple of times in that little extra time, and in like the 88th, 88th, 89th minute, where England had a couple chances that made us sweat a little bit. Um, for 65 of the 90
1: minutes, the United States was the better team today. And, and who would have thought, thought you could have? Who would have thought you could have said that beforehand? 65 of the 90 minutes—that's more than two thirds of the game—we were the better side.
2: Uh, yeah, I'd say no one. I don't think anybody could have predicted that because, especially how England looked against Iran. You would have thought, well, they're going to have to play a really good game to just keep this close. And they did. Now let's hear from Greg Bearhalter, the coach, Mm -hmm. on Fox Sports after the game with Jenny Taft.
0: I think both teams worked hard. Both teams gave each other difficulties at times. And all in all, pleased with the effort. Anytime you can get a a shutout in the World Cup, it's a good thing. Seven corners. I know set pieces have been an emphasis for this group. Is there anything you'd like to see different? To see goals on Me pieces, too. On I pieces. think all of us. Yeah. What do you tell the guys? This is no, a proud yeah, moment for yeah, the U.S. No, we're proud, but our work's not, not done. We have to win on Tuesday, and so, you know, we know five points gets us in. We've
1: got to focus on the five points. Here's the problem, though, right? Please. Now, it would come down to a tiebreaker. Now, first of all, Wales would have to beat England, which yes. who knows if that's going to happen. But Probably if not. you're Iran, tactically, because you're already in, if you're you in, you you're in play second for the tie. place. Yeah, you play exactly. for the tie. Exactly, Iran could play for the tie because one point, barring a miracle, gets them through, and then that would leave us on the outside looking.
2: Oh, out. look, no, I mean, look, Iran was probably going in the easiest team that the U.S. had to face, but now after beating Wales two nothing, no, no cupcake here. I mean, you have to win the game. You put yourself in the situation because you didn't beat Wales because you drew England. You now have to beat Iran. Well, Iran can kind of sit back and say, you know, if we get an early goal here, and they take the lead early, all they have to do is make sure they don't give it up, and then they make it. So, that and is pretty, what the U.S. has in store for them on Tuesday.
1: And I'm pretty sure Iran has the unique distinction of being the only past tense country in this tournament.
2: Oh! Because it didn't run. Oh.
1: They ran.
2: Well done. Well, you know who else yeah, is eliminated from... Uh, the world cup that would be the host country qatar they lost to senegal 3-1 they have they are the uh in the wow that was uh that was really hard for me to say let's try that again they were (laughs) eliminated faster than any other host country in world cup history there we go i did it i I got that how about this
1: though you're right about qatar and they have it's still not as bad though right it's still not as bad and they've played two games and they're out But they still, in two games, have not played as poorly, at least in terms of goal differential, as Costa Rica, who's played only one game, and they lost to Spain 7-0. Yeah,
2: that's not good. That's really (laughs) not good. Uh, Netherlands drew Ecuador 1-1. Those are your four matchups today in the World Cup. You want to hear from Christian Pulisic with Jenny Taft on Fox Sports? Christian Pulisic, big Jets fan, by the way. Big Jets fan, I saw the jersey swap with Zach Wilson. That was pretty cool. Man of the match today as well. well. It's working out better for one of them. Oh, boy. Here he is.
0: Well, Christian, considering the build up for this match and just the way you guys have circled it, it's been on your calendars. What do you take away from a nil-nil performance against England? I think there was definitely a lot of positives. We had stretches even in the first half where we looked dominant and, and uh, created some chances and unfortunately couldn't finish some of them off. But, uh, you know, we managed the game quite well. And, you know, to come away with a draw against them is obviously, you know, a pretty good result. But we felt that we could have even won the game. You had one of those opportunities. You hit the crossbar. I could feel it from you. I mean, did it? what is missing from finishing on some of these opportunities for you guys? Yeah, clearly not much. We just have to be slightly more clinical and just continue to be aggressive and creating more and more chances, and, and that's how you score goals. I noticed on the corners you were hyping up the crowd. What do you say about the U.S. support here at this World Cup and what that's meant to you? Yeah, today it was great. I mean, in that corner, just seeing all the American fans, the way that they were cheering, it just pushes us along so much. So we're so grateful, and we're thankful for everyone back home watching and and just all the support one more match in this group stage and so many ways you control your destiny what do you want to see from your guys in that one it's all about winning the game so we got to come out very aggressive and win the game to move on to the next round and uh, i'm very confident that we can do it Maybe it's just the pessimism
1: that I have from growing up rooting for the teams that I rooted for and all that stuff. I don't know, mm-hmm. like the, just the jaded nature. But why do I like conceivably feel that a tie is possible in the next match, and then they tie all three games and don't go through? It's
2: a heartbreak city. I mean, look, it, it, it's certainly on the table. And then again, you go back to that first game against Wales and say, what well, could have been? Because that, that probably ends up being some, one of the things that's a difference in that.
1: And it was an unnecessary takedown by the defender, too, because Gareth Bale was not going to score on that play. So he came at him from behind. You didn't have to do that. Bale was in no position to even take a shot on that play, and he came at him from behind when he was in the box, tripped him, penalty shot, tie game.
0: This podcast is proud to be
1: supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
2: And while that would be disappointing, there's plenty of other disappointments in this World Cup up to this point. And remember Saudi Arabia beat Argentina, right? Oh, sure. Well, apparently, as a gift from one of the Saudi princes, each player will receive a Rolls Royce because of that win over Argentina. To keep, like, forever? Oh, they'll have it. Yeah, absolutely. It's not like you
1: get a Rolls Royce for a week and then the next, you got to pass it on to the next guy for a week. No, Oprah's not involved
2: here. It's just everybody. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Oprah is involved. Everybody gets a Rolls Royce. Your point? You get the Rolls Royce. You, 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 you. Everyone gets a Rolls Royce. Do they have like an Oprah
1: of Saudi Arabia? Because like somebody like to do that. Like you get a Rolls Royce, you get a Ro- just it doesn't matter.
2: Where do you go from there if if they make the round of sixteen?
1: Oh my gosh!
2: Everybody get a house. So that's pretty cool if you're a Saudi Arabian player. And good so on get them. Like t- that was a big win for them.
1: You get like a title, maybe like the Sultan or something like that.
2: See the video of the uh, of the Saudi fans that pulled off that metal door in one of the yes. houses they were watching the, the house. house. That was some- <laughs> yes.
1: That's a good one, but did you? And they also made it like a national holiday the day after that win in Saudi Arabia.
2: I mean, look, no, I mean, what was it, twenty-five to one odds? Dan, who saw that coming? That was pretty. That was pretty impressive.
1: Not Lionel Messi, or else he wouldn't have came back for the last World Cup. He would have just like, nah, I'm good. I'm riding off into the sunset. I don't have to sign up for another tour of duty and lose to Saudi Arabia.
2: I could hear Don, Don in my head soccer. right now going,
0: "What the f?"
2: And like seventeen minutes of World Cup so far. So I think- I, it, it's great. I think it's been great. I think it's been great. But let's move on. Let's move on to football. We know the Giants lost to the Cowboys. I gave you the CBS numbers. Uh, Almost 32 million people watched the Bills game yesterday. The Mm -hmm. Giants on Fox, the most watched regular season game on any network, with a record of 42 million viewers, up 3% over last year's comparable window.
1: 42 million people watched Giants-Cowboys yesterday? Oh, that's right. More than any other NFL game on any other network ever?
2: That's right. Get the hell out of here. what it says. Are you serious? Unless NFL on Fox is is inflating their numbers, it says it ranks as the most watched regular season game on any network on record with 42 million viewers. Did Fox send people into like
1: homes and, and to like tie people down to their chairs so they can like watch the TV so they can't change the channel? 42 million people?
2: I thought we'd be getting into conspiracy theories with the World Cup, not uh not Fox viewing. But yeah, sure. I mean that's that's something I mean, look, they were like you said, Dan, they were all good games. I think NBC's no, numbers games. NBC's numbers were pretty good too, uh, for the Vikings uh for the Vikings game last night, Vikings Patriots. There were awesome. years where like the
1: when you look at the slate of the Thanksgiving games and like they all like on paper look like they're good games, but they don't always play out that way. These played out as really good games. Yeah. And I guess that's good for entertainment and for ratings. You know, people are going to stay engaged. They're going to keep the channel on. Great. Why not?
2: Some bad injury news came out of those games. It could help the Jets, of course, but unfortunately you don't want this to happen to anybody. Von Miller left mm-hmm. the game. He was carted off. Didn't tear his ACL, but sources say the injury is still being evaluated. Sean McDermott came out today said that uh, Miller will already miss next week's game for sure, but he's out indefinitely. Jeremy Fowler was on Greeny earlier talking about the loss of Miller for the Bills.
0: or without him they don't really have that alpha. But they do have a lot of talent
2: with you know Greg Rousseau's a really talented player, you know, Boogie Basham, AJ Efenessa. They have a lot of
1: young guys that they really like at Oliver defensive tackles. So they can still get it done, but you know, when it's a crucial
0: moment when you're trying to close out a game, they don't have a Von Miller. So it looks like for at least a few weeks they'll have to adjust. And they really believe that, you know, their defensive roster, despite missing a piece or two here
1: or there, can always get it done. You know, that without Tredavious White at cornerback for most of the year, they've still been pretty solid on the back end so you know they believe they built a winner uh you know that they can sustain itself without one player well the only problem with that though and i hear what jeremy's saying but you know those other guys that he mentioned on that defensive line rousseau and epinesa and guys like that they've been banged up as of late i mean rousseau didn't play yesterday if i'm not mistaken he was inactive so you can't just have these guys keep dropping like flies this late in the season it's going to be hard to reprodu- uh you know to make up for that lack of production and as you said about the jet fans Jets play the Bills in two weeks.
2: You want to be as healthy as possible in this AFC East right now? Pretty much everybody has a chance. And with how healthy Miami is, excuse me, and with the Jets QB situation right now, Mm -hmm. I mean, Miami looks like they're in the driver's seat, but anything can happen. And these these teams play each other a lot down the stretch. So every advantage you could have is big. And Von Miller's veteran leadership has really been a big part of why that Bills defense has been as successful as it has this year. Well, he's Von
1: Miller. He's a Hall of Famer. Hall of you're right. I mean, Buffalo. Buffalo's only played two division games, and right. they haven't won one of them. They lost to Miami. They lost to the Jets. So yeah, these are what do they got? They're eight and three, eleven. They got six more. Uh, four of their remaining six games are going to be against the division. That's huge.
2: But we talked about it, Dan. Big quarterback change in the NFL this weekend. Lovey Smith told reporters Kyle Allen will take over for Davis Mills under center Sunday. Texans Dolphins in Miami. Okay, no, of course, I'm talking about... uh, But that is going to happen. But I am talking about... That is happening. That is happening. But, uh, of course, the big story in New York is Zach Wilson uh, getting benched for Mike White. And we spoke about it earlier. Robert Sala, very confident in his quarterback you're not trying to be the best in the world obviously that's the, the goal but if you're trying to chase something you have no control you're just trying to be your best what is your best and you trust that your best is good enough so he doesn't need to be anybody but mike white just no different than quinn williams doesn't have to be anybody different than quinn williams he doesn't need to be anybody he's himself and if you know what your fastball is and you know what your change-ups are just let it rip and we all have faith in mike white and we have this faith in his mental makeup and
0: the way he prepares
2: now this bears defense is not the Bears' defense of old. They've traded a lot of pieces away, uh, clearly building for the future, while Justin Fields has improved as the season went on, funny enough, while this defense was getting pieces taken away from it. Um, But he's banged up. He may not play. You could be looking at a Trevor Simeon-Mike White battle in MetLife on Darrell Rivas' Ring of Honor Day. Mm -hmm. So if you ever needed a reason to get into the stadium early, you're going to hear the pyrotechnics, you're going to hear the fireworks around 12 o'clock, Wrap up the tailgating, wrap up the bratwurst, whatever it is that you're that you're cooking out there, drinking out there. Get into the stadium, be loud for the start of the game. The Jets want you in there early. It's going to be an exciting game. And there's a, there's a vibe around this team, as you and uh, Greg talked about earlier, Dan, that they think they can make some noise in the playoffs and get to the playoffs. So you have to make a move that you think is going to give you the best chance to do that. And right now, it's seeing what another quarterback has to offer.
1: Thousand percent, you're right about that, and they're expecting a nice crowd on Sunday. I know that. Now you hope that the raindrops don't chase some people away because the weather forecast isn't all that great. But you're right. If you are going out there, get in your seats early, be a part of all the festivities. You know, cheer it up for Mike White, um, Darrell Revis at halftime. We're going to have Darrell on with us during the pregame show. You knew that already. Wait, uh, that, pre-game, uh,
2: that pregame show that starts at eleven o'clock.
1: That pregame show that starts at eleven o'clock. Right live here, from the 7? Coaches Club. Oh, absolutely. the in the Coaches Club with us. Uh, So, yeah, listen to that. Looking forward to it. And look, bottom line is, even if Justin Fields is playing, win the game. You got to win the game. If you want to go to the playoffs, you want to be taken seriously, win the game. The Bears. Bears aren't that good. Win the game. You should beat the Chicago Bears, regardless of who the Jet quarterback is even.
2: No, I think you're right, and I, and I think that's why it's so important. Because if Zach Wilson were to put out another performance like he did against the Patriots, now he's his worst performances have been against the Patriots. Let's get that mm-hmm. let's get that straight. But if you put out another performance like that, and the offense can't get anything going against this Bears team, and you possibly let this game slip away because of that, the ramifications would be catastrophic for the division. So there we'll th- see what Mike White has. There
1: were three countries. Oh. In their f- in their first World Cup game, that outscored the Jets. Oh this my! Past oh, oh my goodness! Yeah, Spain Spain more than doubled the Jets in one game.
2: Now, Dan, uh, a week or two ago, you filled in for Greeny, and mm-hmm. you were doing that with me and Ray Dinahan behind mm-hmm. the board, and we played a cut from Travis Kelsey on his podcast with his brother, mm-hmm. um, where he he couldn't figure out why the Giants would give away Kadarius Tony because he's so talented. <laughs> Adam Schefter tweeted out earlier today, the Chiefs have ruled out wide receiver Kadarius, Coney for, uh, Kadarius Toney for Sunday's game due to a hamstring injury. So maybe things are getting a little clearer for Travis Kelsey as to why the Giants would be willing to part ways with Kadarius Toney. Because remember, he talked about how he wasn't hurt and the right. Giants wouldn't play him. But he left last week's game early, and now he's out for this Sunday. Well,
1: isn't this following the same exact formula as the Le'Veon Bell to Kansas City did? Remember when Le'Veon Bell latched on with the Chiefs? Like, oh, now he's going to go to a team with so much talent and innovative offensive coach and Andy Reid. They're going to find ways to expose him here and to really be productive, not like he was with the Jets. Well, what happened? He, he barely did anything as a member of the Chiefs. And now here's Kadarius Tony. Has he really done anything as a member of this team? And, and you know, the old saying, you don't give up on talent. If the Giants really thought that Kadarius Toney was going to be somebody that was reliable, dependable enough, they would have kept him. You don't give up on a player that soon, especially even though you didn't draft him, this current regime. But he's doing nothing for the Chiefs. Nothing.
2: Dan, do you see who the Giants trotted out there yesterday? I see. If Kadarius Toney was healthy, especially now with Wandale Robinson out for the year, could, Tony is essentially what Ronde, Wandale Robinson is for the Giants. Of course you'd want him out there, but he wasn't healthy. His hamstring was bothering him when he was here, and now it's creeping up again in Kansas City.
1: I think anybody would take an Isaiah Hodgins over Kadarius Toney, no? That's not how the way this
2: works? Oh, yeah, no. Uh, Like you were saying uh, for the Jets' secondary last year off the scrap heap, the Giants are just saying, who wants to play wide receiver? Volunteers, come one, come all. Anybody, anybody. Dan, we were talking about this earlier today, you and Mm -hmm. me, off the air. Sure. Um, In the night game. The Hunter Henry non-touchdown.
1: Oh, by the way, can I, can I, can I bring something up? Because you Please. brought this up. You're talking about Thanksgiving, and I've been, I've been meaning to bring this up. I'd love you to. This has been, uh, I, you know, for years I scratch my head. And it's really more so for the people that attend these games. Why is it?
2: that be your shampoo.
1: That on Thanksgiving, really, that could be, that's true. I'll look into that later. On Thanksgiving Day, how come they all have halftime performances like live in the stadium? Like it's the Super Bowl. Like it's Super Bowl light. Do we really need a halftime performance just because it's Thanksgiving? It's a regular season game.
2: How about the NBC one? They barely even showed it.
1: They barely even showed barely it. I don't it. even know who it was.
2: It was, uh, It was uh, what, Tyler Hubbard, part of Florida Georgia line? Couldn't tell you. If Tyler
1: Hubbard of Florida Georgia, even you know what? Florida Georgia line is how many people?
2: That would be two people. That's it? That's just the two people. Just the Florida, so Florida the Georgia and, and then there's the line. That's it.
1: One guy is Florida. One guy is Georgia. That's it. And there's the line. If, and they, there's a they walk around with a line. <laughs> if, if Florida Georgia Line knocked on my door, like in the next 15 minutes, and they said, Hi, we're Florida Georgia Line, I'd have no idea who the hell they were.
2: Well, that's because the NBC didn't show most of the performance. Because they didn't show them. So, like, anyway, Minnesota. When did Minnesota, start, by the way? Because that clearly wasn't a thing in, what, the 70s, 80s? I doubt that that was a thing.
1: It's been going on for at least, I, maybe 15 years, I think. Okay. At least. Um, but yeah, they did one in the first game. I had no idea who the hell that was, and then they had the Jonas Brothers for the the Giants Cowboys game. And I'm thinking to myself, like, are people actually on Thanksgiving Day stopping what they're doing, whether it's food, friends, family, whatnot, and 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 parking themselves in front of the TV because they got to see Florida Georgia line, the Jonas Brothers, whoever the hell that was in the first game, and and, and taking BB them away Rexha from the, the thanks
2: of the BB Rexa.
1: B.B. Rexa. That's right. Like, so I'm not going to eat my dinner or my dessert because I got to see B.B. Rexa sing about whatever the hell she sings about. I'll
2: tell you what, probably makes the tickets a little more expensive. You think that's what? No. No, no, no. I shouldn't say that. I'm sorry. The tickets are paid. The tickets are paid. The tickets are set.
1: It's part of your season ticket package there, my friend. A great
2: point by you. Great point.
1: You know what I'm saying? So, like, why do we need that for a regular season game?
2: I don't know. I think it's Look, I don't know. I, I I thought to myself while I was watching, I'm like I'm sure the people in the stands are enjoying it, and then again, maybe not. No, they probably aren't.
1: If it's you, you're not staying in the stands. If you get up at halftime to go do what you got to do, use the restroom, maybe go get something to eat, you're doing that. The Jonas Brothers are not keeping you in your seat. Florida Georgia Line, BB Rexa, they're not doing it. They're not. If my bladder is going to explode, BB Rex is not going to be there to save me. Is that fair or not fair? <laughs> I think I
2: think that's a great way to And that drop
1: it. is going to be around probably as long as I'm with the station now and, because and I, I just said that. And
2: I, and I do think that that's fair. Um, but we were talking about the, um, <laughs> the Hunter Henry. Me and you were saying we thought it was a touchdown. Uh, we thought that that was a touchdown. I, I, I didn't even really understand the full explanation of why it wasn't. I thought you crossed the plane as a touchdown. Now they're saying that he didn't have complete control and that he he held it under his hand and the ground helped. Whatever. Luckily, somebody asked Bill Belichick after the game. Dan, here's the here's the cut description. Did he get an explanation on the Henry no touchdown? How how do you think this cut this question went with Bill? Mm, probably not good. Here you go.
0: Why don't you guys go to the officials with your poll reporter and ask them about the play and let them explain it to you, right? Isn't that what you do? Thank you.
1: Sounds like Bill was not necessarily Ugh. behind the decision. And you're right. I don't get it because he touches the, the the ball, crosses the plane. And yes, it was on the ground. Okay. But as he rolls over the ball, it moves, but it moves up against his body. The ball never touches the ground. So for the life of me, I don't understand why that did. I was shocked. I mean, I was pleasantly surprised, of course, because you want the Patriots to lose. Of course. But I wonder if that happens in Foxborough, where like every call known to man goes the Patriots way. I don't know if that's getting overturned.
2: You know what he needed to do, Dan? He needed to catch it closer to the uh, to the edge of the end zone and just touch the pylon. And then it would have been a touchdown. Then it wouldn't have mattered.
1: You touched the pylon, the ball goes through, it's a touchdown.
2: That's right. It could have been bobbled, jumped in the air, could have thrown it five feet, uh, five yard, uh, rows back in the stands. But was and long that's to touch a big that play in the game. That's big a huge play in, play in the game. That And then uh, immediately following that was the um, running into the kicker, right? Yep. Yeah, so... Those were huge, That was a, a huge momentum swing in that. Game. Look, I don't want to.
1: I, I, I don't want to come off as like sour grapes or anything like that. But I, you know, me. I've been pretty consistent. I Absolutely. said it before the first Jet Patriot game, and I'll even say it after the second Jet Patriot game. Patriots are a good team. They're not even close to a great team. Jets are a better team than the Patriots, even though the Patriots beat them twice. Jets have better players, you know. And I thought the Patriots played a better game last night than I even thought they would, because I thought Minnesota would really handle them. They didn't, but. Pats are a very beatable team. They, they, they really and truly are.
2: They certainly are. And we got to get to your pick. So that'll do it for ENN. Yeah. On this Black Friday evening.
1: That's a tremendous, tremendous Black Friday ENN. Great job by you, my friend. As always.